Galatians 4, 8-12 Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like you. You did me no wrong. Today's text is astounding if you take a few seconds to see what Paul is saying here. He begins by hearkening back to the time before their conversion, when they did not know God and were steeped in idolatry. They were Gentiles who worshipped false gods. Think something along the line of Zeus. Then he questions why they are turning back to those same things. What is odd about this is that they aren't doing this exactly. They are turning to special Jewish customs, not back to their former Gentile idols. And yet, Paul equates these two things as one and the same. It would be like Paul saying today, Formerly, you used to find your value in your job. You gave your life and your heart to it, so that you might find that ever-elusive peace in being the best at what you do, But now you are turning back to that miserable idol as you attempt to find favor in everyone's eyes again by how excellent a church member you are. Your arms raised during Sunday worship, your eloquence when praying for your small group, your keen knowledge and insight during faith discussions. I remember hearing a story of a woman who God rescued out of the strip club. Years later, after marrying and having children, she was floored with the realization that the approval she struggled with at the strip club that is, to be loved and cherished by men for her body, had not actually left her, but simply moved to a more outwardly appropriate venue. Now she wanted to be approved by the men in her life for being a great Christian wife and mother. She never actually dealt with the root issue in her heart. She simply changed her outward appearance. These Gentile Christians were worshiping idols. Then they became Christians. Then they got addicted to old Jewish customs and laws. But Paul says that is the same as worshiping those original false idols. Those who lapse from the gospel to law are no better than those who lapse from grace to idolatry. Why is this? Because no observance of religion pleases God which does not glorify His Son, Jesus. This includes Christians and their good works. Any done not in response to the grace of God given to sinners is the same as worshiping a false god altogether, according to Paul. This is incredibly hard to swallow as a Christian because it calls into question all my thoughts, words, and deeds. It is no longer just doing the right thing, saying the right thing, but actually having those things generated from a heart that overflows with the love of God. I've been in more churches than I can remember who count themselves as proponents of the gospel, and they rightly teach that all people are delivered from their sins by the death of Christ. And yet, they continually attach more importance to Christian virtue than to faith in Christ. In his commentary on this letter, Luther criticizes people like this by saying, They do not serve the true God, but an idol of their own invention. The true God has never yet smiled upon a person for his charity or virtues, but only for the sake of Christ's merits. This is the place where I find myself stuck a bit trying to turn the corner for a word of encouragement today. I don't want to leave one stuck in discouragement, but to turn towards encouragement. Two thoughts to hopefully get us there. Number one, after being very forward with them, Paul begins to turn the corner by appealing to their deep relationship. 
Paul is speaking these difficult things from a place of care and concern, not conflict without purpose. And number two, there can be no real good news without a deep confrontation with the bad news. Therefore, being aware of our propensity to make this same turn is, ironically, an important step towards the good news, towards a word of encouragement. Simply knowing that your heart is prone to wander in this way can help you identify it more easily when it happens. This keeps us from the pride which is so insidious in the church today. It navigates us towards humility as we detect the old Adam still residing in us. And it connects us with the never-changing message of God's grace, the very thing Paul is trying to remind the Galatians of this whole letter. Today's word of encouragement is this. You will indeed find your worth and identity apart from Christ, but it is the grace of God that draws you near again, reminding you of your infinite worth on account of Christ's work. 